Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, local chapter 151, also known as Government Cheese <laughs> and Demon Semen. I'll leave those in there as well. And also a sucker. Uh, Wiley, how are you doing, sir? Okay, we've really got to tighten that up, man. That's just gotten completely out of control. I have no idea what my nicknames are anymore. <laughs> they, 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 it's to confuse you. It's to confuse you. You've done your job then there because I am just totally confused by all that. Mission accomplished. Yeah. I'm not a loser. I guess that makes me a loser. Yeah. Well, it makes me a loser because yeah, I, yeah, I can't loser. keep up. And a sucker. Yeah. And a sucker. Yeah. And a sucker and a loser. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Uh, you know, yeah. some days, some weeks are better than others. Yeah. So this week, I wouldn't say was necessary. You know, it wasn't bad at some points during the week, but then it's other times in the week, it wasn't good either. So, yeah. And again, watching the uh, the the furthering destruction of a once great constitutional republic is definitely not one thing to make you feel good about it. Did you go to Rome or something? <laughs> no, I'm talking about America. Oh, America. I'm talking about America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's been uh, that's been gone for quite some time, dude. I know, but you yeah. know, coming to the realization of that is still, yeah, yeah. I can imagine still take some work. It, it, that's uh, that's a hard hurdle to get over. It, it took me, God, it took me a good ninety minutes. Just wa- well, just watching, <laughs> like just like if you look at what happened, like up in the Portland thing, where there one guy that got shot, where the, the videos have come out now, where that dude was literally hunted and then killed. Like that's just not. I mean, that's just. The, I don't know who we're talking about. Um, the guy that was the Patriot Prayer guy that was shot in, think not Seattle, but in uh, in the other Portland. Oh, okay. I didn't see that video. Oh, okay. So I, I think I heard something about that, and then the cops went and shot him. <laughs> yeah. The, so it's like, well, he he shot back at the cops though. Like, right. It, it's, again, he was. I, some it's, of these, you know, it's awesome doing... that everybody is shooting. <laughs> That's really the best part. No, nah, I got to tell you, hang on a second. Yeah. I, I was uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, my wife and I are in the car. We're driving back from somewhere. And in front of us, there's like three cars that are like racing and weaving in and out, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. Yes. And uh, so I wasn't sure if it was a road rage situation or if it was, uh, you know, just people racing. Just a racing yeah, situation. Just f- fucking around. Robin's you know? racing. Yeah. And so we get up to the light, right? And so two of the cars are directly in front of me, you know, the first car in front of me and the the car in front of that. And another one is in the turn lane in the right. And they all stop together. And the guy two cars in front of me gets out and it's this uh, black dude. And he starts yelling at the guy in the car directly in front of me, which is a white dude. And I couldn't tell who was in the car on the off to the right. Yeah. But. So anyway, you know, it's looking like this is a road rage situation. I couldn't hear what was going on. So the first thing I do is immediately roll down my window and start to leave my head out the window to hear what I'm going on. Yeah. And uh, so then I hear my wife say, no, no, like she was talking to a dog. And I realized I had instinctively reached down to the door handle to get out of the car. <laughs> I was going to go jump in this shit. 
Why? I don't know. That's the crazy part. I have no idea what the situation was. I don't know if this was a a racial thing. I don't know if it was a road rage thing. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what side I would be on if I did get involved in this shit. I just wanted to go get in the shit. I think that really wraps, and I understood something about my own psychology in this. That's why I look at all this and go, okay, that's cool. You know, I was watching a video of of the BLM movement, (coughs) and they're coming up. And they're going to this like outdoor cafe restaurant and they're accosting all these people. And you've seen these videos, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I, I said, all right, well, what would I do in that situation? And I honestly said, I have no idea. I couldn't really decide whether I would jump in and start breaking windows, and say, yeah, fuck it, let's go or start swinging on the protesters. I honestly have no idea what I would do in that situation. But the one thing that I do know is I would love to be in the chaos. Isn't that crazy? It is I mean, a little I, crazy. I, I'm, I'm actually starting to think I might have an issue. <laughs> I'm not even being really facetious. And, but my wife just acknowledged it because that's what she said to me after she said no, after I was about to get out of the car and get into this fight that I had no business being in and I had no idea what had was going nothing on. To do with you and I didn't even were. know what side I was going to be on. Like the only reason you were even near the situation was based off of your location on the planet at the <laughs> <Yes>. time. <laughs> it was a, a conflict of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but my wife... And so after I I started laughing when I realized what I was actually doing about to get out of the car, I turned to her and and she looks at me square in the eye with a dead serious face and she goes, you have a problem. And I thought, maybe I do. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe I've got something going on here. I think that your reaction, if you were in one of those cafe situations, would actually be against the protesters. And the reason why, let me say, let me give you the reason why is your, 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 your primal instinct is to always go against authority and those people at that time are acting in a position of authority to tell you what to do and so you would instinctively be against it simply because they were telling you what to do now here's the thing if those people were sitting down eating and the restaurant owner was kicking them out then you would take their side again because you are against the authority and whoever's acting in the authoritarian manner would be who you would be against instinctively you know you, there's probably a lot of truth in that yeah i i but in not this, to psychoanalyze it but. no no that's, that's that's actually perfect i i but honestly i still don't know like in the cafe situation i still don't know all i know is i'm i want to hit somebody yeah he's, <laughs> he's, he's trying to he's trying to get into shit and that's kind of what it is and that's kind of i guess that's the mindset where so many people on on both sides can't really understand where I'm like, I'm just embracing the chaos. And I, I think that's, when I say that, I don't, it's not a, just a line anymore. It's like, you know, yeah, the, the chaos is a good thing. Yeah. I have become, I, I've become the Joker. Yeah. I just want to watch the world burn. Minus the face paint. I That, that could be next. You, you're gonna come, you're gonna <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get that on Amazon, I think. Yeah. You're going to get the I'm face paint. That, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Would you color the beard or remove the beard? Oh, I think you got to keep the beard. Okay, so yeah. you're going to keep the beard. You're, are you going to color the beard, though? Like, are you going to do, like, like you know, like a red stripe and a purple stripe and a blue stripe? Like, are you going to stripe the beard up? No, I think you just go with the beard alone and, I'll, and you do the face. You're all natural with the beard. Yeah, thing. I think there was that horror movie that the guy was in the clown face but had the big beard. You know, mm, I, I can know. I can kind of picture a guy. I think that's a good look, you know. But maybe I'll shave my head. So that could be a good look, too. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll see what type of uh, physical manifestation my insanity evolves into from this point. You know. Well, you know, I really hope that before that happens, we maybe start wanting to videotape the 
we may want to start video recording the uh, the, the, the episodes then. You think? Yeah, that. Could I mean, be if good. this is what you're going to do, I mean, I got to tell you, we might as well, you know, might as well do that. <laughs> Unattended baggage juggalos type thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that juggalos. would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> How about a whole bunch of people? Like, there's a new movement that goes around, right? So again, this is never going to happen. But so there's a new movement never that goes say around never. that people that are listening to the show that are are we'll, we'll call them like wily disciples will all start growing their beards out like they were freaking zz top right and then paint their faces and then go around and just try to get in the middle of all these different things I like can, a third side no, getting involved in the thing i cannot start a cult because then i would become an authority figure and i would have to fight myself yeah, but that's it's, here's it'd be like I, Fight Club though. It'd be like oh, Fight Club. Okay, you would go to the police and tell on yourself, and they would cut <laughs> off your balls. Oh, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> it sounded real good until that last part. <laughs> you forget that part of Fight no, Club. No, I remember. But then you take their gun and run away, and that's then shoot true. yourself in the head. It, well, just in the mouth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You met me at a very strange time in my life. <laughs> it was a great movie. It was a great I movie. I do love Fight Club. Though. It was Absolutely really, really good movie. fantastic. Yeah. I, you know what? Here's the thing, though. Like, I'm still in that. I, I put up, I was putting a lot of posts up this week about, uh, you know, but, but I did the one about the story about my dad. And, but I put one up as basically like getting libertarians to vote for Trump would be like trying or being mad at libertarians for not voting for Trump would be like being mad at Charlie Brown because he's not going to kick the football that Lucy's got set up for him. Like, we know how this is going to end, right? Right. And to see some of the responses on in the in the in the post was very disheartening for one, but one in particular that I wanted to bring up is that there was a woman that would was a supporter of ours when we were doing uh, Liberty First Network, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you've run into this when you were now. I know you run into this now because you ran for governor at one point, right? Where people think that they have like people that aren't ideologically consistent have a problem with you for being ideologically consistent and then we'll try to I can't believe I ever supported you when you were doing this um and you know we're, we're feigning outrage right. off of that because I'm not going to vote for your stupid fucking Trump candidate like right like, oh god I get that all the time uh, I get it I, you know but I, I, I always tell him yeah you're a fucking moron voting for me what were you thinking <laughs> That was really that was a really that. bad move on your I may part. Have to start doing that. Yeah. I may have to start doing that. But just list, listening to this, and because I'm like, and what I've said to people is this: like, vote for who you're going to vote for. I don't really give a fuck right. like, who you're going to vote for. I don't do really whatever you want. Yeah. But don't make claims that are are the don't make claims about a person that are the opposite of what the truth is. Right. And that's the thing I think that annoys me because there's this cut, copy, paste thing that people will put up that are pro-Trump. I'm voting for, like, I'm voting for pro-life. I'm voting for the Second Amendment. I'm voting for the Constitution. Right. I'm voting to save America. I'm voting against whatever. Blah, 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 well, blah. you're doing a shitty job at it then. Like, here, here's the thing. <laughs> like, this guy doesn't, like, the pro-life thing, I, I'm not going to get into that one even though I'm sure he at one point he wasn't pro-life, but at any rate. But the Constitution and the Second Amendment thing, I'm like, look, you can vote for him if you want to but you're not voting for that let's just get let's get let's let's knock that out right now you're, you're not voting for that at all again we'll get into some of the stories here as to you know exhibit a and b and c as to why you know that's not the case right um but just to, to and then to be mad at me because you're not consistent like fuck you like, right seriously i end up blocking the person and i've known this woman for a i've known this woman for a while she was definitely a supporter of the liberty first network which is a defunct organization now and the reason one of the reasons it's defunct is because you people wouldn't understand what goes on in tallahassee not not all of you most of the people listening to the show probably have a little bit of an understanding but there's a lot of people that have no understanding of how politics or how the government up there really works and you don't care 
You don't actually care to know how it works because you're so easily fucking duped by some fucking right. dumbass that you have lost your complete fucking mind. The entire fucking look, we deserve everything we have coming to us right now and even more so because we have a population that is I know we've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. You're too stupid to even understand libertarianism or to what it would mean to live in a free society and to have agency over your own life. Like you're, you deserve the tyranny that's coming. I don't deserve the tyranny that's coming. Adrian doesn't deserve the tyranny that's coming. Oh, I probably do. Well, maybe, but there's a lot of people that do deserve the tyranny that's coming because you allowed it to happen because you're too ignorant to actually learn how it fucking works. You, and that's why it doesn't work because you people are stupid as shit. And again, most of the people listening to the show don't actually fit in this category, but man, there are some people on my fucking list on Facebook that totally deserve it's coming. And like, and she called me mean and all these other things. Here's the thing. This woman has triggered something in me. You have not seen mean yet, but you will see mean from this point on to election day because I'm going to <laughs> revel and enjoy in alienating every Trump supporter on my list. I am not going to stop going after this fucking guy. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to go after the Biden. I'm going after Biden's dumbass too, as long as he survives long enough to make it. But at the same time, I've actually pretty much got rid of most of those people on my list. I'm pretty much left with people that are Trump people. And you know what? You're going to hate everything I post because I'm going to I'm going to go after the guy because he's a fucking dumbass and you're a dumbass for fucking supporting him. <laughs> Welcome to the club, pal. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it is interesting. It's it's uh, and I've been that way for a long time. I kind of like I post things with the intention of getting a bunch of people to unfollow me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately, it, it a lot of times it ends up spreading yeah, and it I has get, the opposite and effect. I get, and it has the opposite effect so I lose people and then I get a bunch of people more yeah um but uh you know I have been since I, I I'm starting to recognize my own personal individual psychosis I think I'm starting to look at the psychology behind a lot of these things like pretty much everyone who's ever gotten into psychiatry or psych uh, psychology they're fucking nuts and yeah. that's why they get into those fields so I think it's once you start to realize that you're fucking insane um, you start to look into the ways other people are insane. And it's actually a liberty. Insanity is actually, I'm learning, very a, a very, it's a very liberating, Li- very yeah, liberating. Uh, li- liberating uh, situation. But the, the psychology behind those people is that they so badly need someone else to validate their either their belief structure or their, their support structure that they're willing to superimpose any values that they need to on anybody who can achieve victory Yes, in their mind. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's happened, I think, in, in a lot of cases, and not all cases. There, other people have different reasons for supporting Trump. But from what I've seen, a lot of people are just so desperate for victory um, that they're willing to completely ignore. And, and this is not on a superficial level. They're ignoring it on a deep almost subconscious level to where they're rejecting information that doesn't fit their narrative regardless of you know what it says like for example i had a guy um 
argue um and we'll we'll get into this story about losers and suckers yeah yeah now so if you haven't heard and i'm sure you've heard by now because this is just blowing up everywhere uh the atlantic published an article uh saying that when um trump was in france he did not visit a cemetery of uh u.s uh soldiers uh, from world war one and i think also world war two um and uh, the reason that he didn't is well <laughs> the story goes it was windy and trump was worried about his hair getting messed up totally within the realm of, po- <laughs> of possibility yeah totally plausible um and the excuse he gave for doing it or the justification or just the offhanded remark he made was why would i go visit those losers speaking of the 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 fallen soldiers yeah okay um, and if you look at the psychology of if you really pare down Trump and Trump is so Trump is not a complicated personality at all whatsoever. In fact, he's probably the person with the simplest uh, personality that has ever achieved this level of power, I think. You know, most people who achieve power are far more complex than this, but Trump's not. And I think people have a hard time realizing that he is literally that simple. He thinks in the concept of winners and losers period i mean it just to to figure that out um i pulled up uh, the history of trump's tweets and i searched for the the word loser um and i found 302 results in the past five years where he called someone or a group uh or a people who shared a certain belief to be losers and i did some math to figure out how many people that Trump believes are losers. And the best I could come up with was about 1.3 billion people. <laughs> I, I, that's that's not a joke. Hold on, hold on. How did you come up with that number? Okay, like, for example, in, in one post he called all Democrats losers. Okay. Well, that's like 110 million Americans right there. All right. He's called people of different countries losers. Okay. And if you add up those people. If you, yeah, if you add those different groups of individuals loser people who believe the, a certain way losers and if you add those up and again there's a lot of fudge factor in there but it, it's it's roughly it's over a billion people he thinks are losers yeah so if you look at his psychology and the fact of the matter is he holds he does hold those in the military with high esteem the ones who survived wars and won wars but also in his his very simple you know uh, concept it's like in business you either win or you lose. Okay? There's, yeah. there's no in between. So if you died in combat, individually you lost. You see what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. And that's why, like when he called McCain, you know, I like pilots who don't get shut down. Yeah. You know, and that's, and it's, it sounds, you know, it's just his his thought process. That's how he processes information. If you succeed in a, in a thing, you're a winner. And if you fail in a thing, you're a loser. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing else there. There's no other qualification. It doesn't matter that you sacrificed yourself individually for a greater cause. As well, in, he doesn't believe in that. He doesn't believe in that. And that's why he thinks that, that's why he called Vietnam veterans suckers. Well, no, no. Well, he didn't call the, it wasn't, it was World War One. people were suckers. No, no, this was a different instance. Oh, you're talking about a different instance. Yeah, so there's been several reports of him referring to um you know individuals who he said that to john kelly as a matter of fact yeah you know um who was actually a gulf war veteran a four-star marine corps general and his son uh died in iraq 
Yeah. So. Well, yes. What did he die for? Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, the the point is, is that's just his philosophy. And it, and it makes sense if you really boil it down. So you to think it. he did this? Oh, I think he absolutely did it. Okay. Now you mentioned the thing about the story about him going over there and not going to the memorial thing and stuff like that. Correct. There is documentation that is that that counters the the reason that the Atlantic article is saying as to why he didn't go over there. I, I saw that like there is something to do with the weather that day. Like you there know was what? where there, you couldn't fly that day. And and maybe and the one point I wanted to make on this is that. I do think that be his his severe narcissism would absolutely could absolutely be that he did say this right right. However, the incident the, and this is when they point to an incident that can be easily disproven to where it, it muddies up the entire argument that you're gonna that you make on that when he, you don't have that ability like when something is provably wrong in the story. Then the other right. stuff, which could be right, becomes suspect. Yes, and I agree. And uh, the Atlantic has had their reporting issues, absolutely. Well, and not to mention, and not shit, not to mention the fact that there was like, um, you know, like this was a very much of a coordinated effort between the Atlantic and Biden's campaign, and the fact that Biden at least had some heads up notice on this because they put out like ads immediately following this. I mean, close enough following it to where you, you wouldn't be able to produce something like this without knowing ahead of time i i don't know a campaign that size you can produce it you you have a team on standby you literally have people on standby ready to create you, you can have a commercial done in two hours it's, biden raised over a hundred million dollars last month well you know he raised an order raised a ton of money so what i'm saying is he absolutely without question has a team on standby where his campaign manager can say i need this ad in two hours i need it running nationwide yeah and it'll happen so there's there's absolutely no doubt about that, but so, it, but it also was quick enough to where you could put in the question of this was a court, you could put in the like question. they got a heads up on this yeah I, and I'm definitely not saying that the Atlantic is a a, a totally trustworthy it's not uh, yeah exactly it's not having said that though let's put this in context and first of all one of the things I thought was funny is like I had um, someone defending um, Trump on this saying that well it had to be false because John Bolton didn't put it in his book and he said if if i had heard that i would have put it in my book and the same person <laughs> the same person who said that was uh, saying that when his book came out that john bolton was completely untrustworthy and he totally <laughs> ruined his reputation but now and literally two months later he's saying that well since john bolton said he didn't hear it it can't be true yeah you know, it's, and that goes back to the psychology. You're so desperate for this that you're willing to completely ignore the truth. And like I'm saying, I think this is probably true. I don't know for sure. It, from my perspective, it fits with the man's psychology. It fits with the man's pattern. Um, it is completely plausible, at least. Yeah. Um, I think of it this way. And if you're saying, well, no, that's that's not plausible. I want you to think of, imagine the same article came out about George W. Bush, okay? There is no way in hell that even the left, even Nancy Pelosi, even Chuck Schumer, even Joe Biden, they would be like, nah, it's got to be bullshit. Well, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't even attempt to use this because they would know that that is so out of character for the person yeah. that it's just, it, it, that is completely implausible, unlikely it, it i i'm you know you would be like i'm sure that never happened somebody is full of shit but with trump 
even you know people who support him have got to be like who huh? yeah i no he didn't say uh, no he couldn't uh, <laughs> you know what i'm it's saying it's not out of the realm it's his, yeah his like, well not only is his not only narcissism is, is part of it's it it's not well it's totally part of it because that's how trump, another way that trump sees winners and losers and he is so limited in his how he catalogs people it's either 100% good or 100% bad. Yeah. And it's either winners or losers. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that that his narcissism plays into it because anyone who inconveniences him goes into the bad category. Yeah. And bad equals loser. Good equals winner. Bad equals loser. I mean, here it is. 302 tweets in the past five years where he's calling someone a loser. Did you do any other names in there? Uh, yeah. Or any other words? I did. Okay, what other words did you do? I did sucker, thinking it would come up a lot. Only came up three times. Okay. Yeah. So that actually surprised me. But loser, I mean, it, he uses the word loser more than probably anything else. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, well, here's a here's a search engine I can I can run. You got a word in mind? Um, hold on. What's the word? Um, what's the, oh, fudge. Oh, what's the word? Um, um, he calls it, he, they, they always claim he calls it to women this. Um, oh, okay. What is I don't it? know. Uh, nasty. Nasty. All right. Let's, let's see. see. Let's look up nasty. What is nasty going to be come up? 74 times in the past five years. 74 times in the past five years. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So compared to nasty. Okay. He's used loser, uh, r- roughly, uh, a little more than four times more than that. Yeah. So. That goes to show you how often he compares, you know, it calls people a, a, a loser. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so the, the psychology is there. And then the one thing that I thought was also interesting today is how it, it came out that John Kelly was also part of these conversations and everything like that. And John Kelly's not talking. He, he won't say a word. He's refused comment on it, which I think it's just because, you know, he has a, a he's a, you know, Look, he's a retired general. He's got some sense of honor. He's not going to say something negative about the sitting president of the United States. He hasn't said a word since he uh, was uh, resigned or was fired, whichever it was, as chief of staff. But what Trump did today is he came out, or yesterday, I think, and started bashing John Kelly. Oh, yeah. No, no, he did this, which was the dumbest thing I think he could have done. Well, it also goes to prove that he knows, Trump knows, that John Kelly knows that he said this. You see what I'm saying? Because he wouldn't have bashed him if he thought John Kelly could just come out. Because John Kelly has said nothing. Right. He refuses to speak on the matter. Yeah. You know? Like, which is a very stand-up thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a military philosophy, basically. Uh, Generals and and high-level military officials historically have been completely apolitical. Yeah. And I, you know, that's actually been a good thing for the most part. You know, you don't want until ju- later on, like some of them later on will. Yeah. Get once they're Colin way Powell retired. Yeah. One, exactly. Exactly. But <clears throat> for the most part, you don't want military officials getting political. But the fact that then Trump comes out and starts bashing John Kelly talking about, oh, yeah, he couldn't handle the job. He was under a lot of stress. He cracked, you know, that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they didn't speak for months. At, at the end before he resigned. Yeah. So they, they weren't even on speaking terms and he was still the White House chief of staff. Yeah. Uh, which is just a strange situation. And the fact that he's not talking now, I mean, it all lends credence to it. But the point is, is I know there's people listening right now that are just furious with me for saying this. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, folks, you really need to question why that is. What, everything I've said is, and I'm not saying for sure it's a fact, 
I'm just laying out the evidence and saying, hey, it's plausible. Yeah. This could happen. This could be. So if you're right now angry, I want you to ask yourself, are you really angry with me or are you angry with yourself for the mental gymnastics and for the for the trials and tribulations internally that you have to go through to find some way to justify your support for this? Yeah. When you when 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 if it was anybody else that was accused of doing this, that you, oh, yeah. would, you would you would end your support of that person. Well, let's put it this way. Let's say this exact because we talked about what would happen if this exact same story came out about Bush. Yeah. Okay. What if this exact same story came out about Obama? Now, here's the thing with me. I would be saying the exact same thing. It, it would have been plausible that Obama would have said this if he thought he was in a, you know, behind closed doors yeah, yeah, yeah. with people he was confident in the tree with. of trust. If he thought he was in the tree of trust, I could imagine him saying something to that effect. I could see him because of his, you know, his core beliefs. He might have disparaged, uh, you know, the military. He might have made same it, with Hillary Clinton. Hillary, I could There's see stories about yes, Clinton being disrespectful to the military. I could see Hillary Clinton doing the same thing. So I want you to understand that, folks. If you're mad at me over this, I would be saying that it's plausible that Obama would say the same thing. I would be saying that it was plausible that Hillary would be saying the same thing. Now, you, on the other hand, would be saying, "Oh, Obama! He the minute the story came out, of course Obama said that. Yes, you know he said that. He said he said it. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're lying, if you if you defend him, you're just a liar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, and that's the difference. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, that sounds sounds pretty plausible in both cases. And and you may and here's the thing, and you made a logical case for it, right? But you still are like, it's plausible. You don't know for sure because I, the only people that know for there. sure there, yeah, and I and. And not to defend him because I'm not going to do that. But the part that pisses me off is you have four unnamed sources. How about if those people like you put the names out there, like uh, uh, these uh, people uh. should come out and hey. here's the thing. It would lend itself credence to it. If it they would, would do that. but look at the risk of that. Look at the risk. Of ha- look what what Trump has done to uh, what's her name? Oh, Jennifer Griffin. OK, Jennifer Griffin. Fox News, uh, uh, what is she? She's the uh, national... Uh, uh, I think White House press secretary. No, she... Or no, no. I mean... Uh, um, White House correspondent. Yeah. She, yeah, she's the national security correspondent for Fox News. Yeah. Okay? So she's a very high-ranking journalist within Fox News. Yeah. She came out and said, yeah, I've got two sources that have confirmed this story. Confirmed parts of it. Yeah, confirmed yeah. at least parts of it. Right. She says, and they are absolutely people in the know. They said, yeah, this happened. Now... What the president did is came out and told Fox News, you need to fire her. Yeah. Okay. So think about Which that for a second. Do. Of course. Well, I hope not. I hope not. But think about this for a second. Like what you said. Well, you know, the, the people who witness this, they just need to come out and expose themselves and say it. Well, here's the thing. You do that, you put a big target on your back. You know, and if they are actually still active duty military personnel, high ranking military personnel, you're talking about going against the man who can have you bumped down to private. And you see what I'm saying? No, you're no, talking about the man who can take away your pension. No, no, that's and he true. can do it with the stroke of a pen. I, no, I, I don't. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. So on that. that's why if if someone did witness this and they don't want to come forward, it's because they're afraid of the repercussions. There would be repercussions. I mean, 
you know, that's no, no, you're, you're right about that, but it's the, we, fear, we've already seen that, Yeah, yeah. but it's the fear of the repercussions on not just from Trump, but from anything like the, the hairdresser woman that that got Nancy Pelosi thing, right? Nancy's again, they're going after her now. We need people that are going to be willing to stand up to this on, and again, on all the sides, not just, you know, Trump's again, Trump will do it. Pelosi will do it. Any of these people with power will attack someone without power if they're challenging their power. Which is why people without power don't want to attack these people. They get their their legs cut off. And let's talk about the Nancy Pelosi. Let's talk about, uh, you know, this, God, this woman, 80-year-old, multimillionaire, been in power for, I don't know, 300 years or some (laughs) goddamn thing. How long has she been in office? Like 45 years? Uh, She got in there in the 90s, I think. Is that all? Yeah, it was the 90s. Oh, okay. I think so, it was the 90s. So 30-some-odd years, probably. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but, you know, the, the point is, is is she has been in power all this time. Um, she stands there telling the American people, wear your mask, social distance. She supports all these draconian rules shutting down businesses. And when it comes to her, oh, no, she gets to go, you know. Just, no, no, no. It's wor- no, no. It's Okay. It's worse than that, though. Go ahead. And what I mean by it's worse than that is she's accused people of wanting to open up their businesses as committing murder against other humans. Oh, she actually said that she's I mean, again, I can't I can't go to the exact quote, but it's been she's been part of that narrative of like, well, you want to get your grandma killed and you you're not looking. Oh, yeah. She's definitely she may not have said those exact words, but she's definitely in support of that narrative. Yeah. 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 But if you believe that narrative, like, okay, let's let's not say she's a liar for a second. Right. And let's say you believe that narrative then why would you go to a place like that and not wear your mask? If you believe that it's that dangerous, why would you do that? Right. Unless you don't believe it. Like, unless you don't believe it. Right. And that's the thing. What this shows, and, you know, she was set up. Like, fuck your ass, you were set up. Look, and even if you were set up, they didn't tell you not to wear the fucking mask. Like, you chose not to wear the mask. Right. You chose to do this shit. Like, you made the decision here. You knew the rule. And again, to try to claim, well, they told me it was good. You are the fucking... Ignorance of the law isn't a fucking... Is that going to get somebody out of jail? Right, right. You know what? And God, you fucking... God, this woman. The the and it's the narcissism again. Oh yeah. She, and then she goes on the attack on the on the, on the salon. Oh owner. yeah. Yeah. How do you and how seriously? How are you the speaker of the fucking House of United States Representative, third in line for the presidency? Yeah. How is it that you can say, oh well. I didn't know the salon owner told me it was okay. Yeah. Act, you sound like a fucking 12-year-old. Yeah, no insult to 12-year-olds, by the way. Right, <laughs> exactly. I, so, it, and, and again, it, it's just these people, if you support that woman and you don't think she was doing anything wrong and you're blaming the fucking salon owner. Because she got death threats too. Right. Like she, like, There's other humans that are out there that believe in Pelosi so much that they will call the hairdresser owner who exposed Pelosi's hypocrisy and threaten that woman. Right. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, is that what we're... And this woman is on, probably on the verge of bankruptcy as it is because her salon's been closed for, you know, six months. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't worry. She got $140,000 now, but... Oh, <laughs> she got a GoFundMe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Well, that's the thing. Look, like, a lot of times... And this is... this is the, okay. Except, unfortunately, it's being funded by idiots who just love Trump and they don't really care about the situation. Well, you know. a fool and his money are soon part of it. Yeah, guess. right. It's, it's, but you're right, though. It's just so much shit that... 
And again, it's rules this for is other why people, it just not needs for to us. All fucking burn, man. Yeah, you I know, mean, I don't I'm know more with you this week now than I have ever had. Seriously, and, and and that's what we're talking about. And then you got, you know, what are our choices? So you got fucking, you know, uh, losers and suckers. Uh, you got do my hair, but fuck yours. Yeah, you know, uh, you got. I don't know where the fuck I am, Joe Biden. I'm fucking nowhere. You know? Oh God, you see the ads he's putting out this week, like. He's he's touting his uh, uh, you know uh, health care his role in Obamacare. <laughs> I mean, hang on a second. It's 2020. Does anyone actually still think Obamacare worked? Yeah, <laughs> did it do anything? I still don't have health insurance. They, they, it's the media you know? narrative that they have. It's though. it's still more expensive than it, it's more expensive now than it was before Obamacare started. Mm-hmm. You know, which is why I still don't have it. It's it's way cheaper just to pay cash. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Insane. Well, and, and but yeah, that's up. what. And now they're saying, you know, uh, we got it passed. Now we got to improve it. <laughs> you know? like, well, you, before you know what it is, you got to you, before we before you can see what's in it, you got to pass it first. You know, we're governed. Look, we are governed by horrible people. Oh, and, just the worst. And it's like the worst people among us rise to the highest levels of power. Yeah. In this country. I, I can't think of any two people that are less deserving of being the president of the United States than Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I cannot think of two other people that would be worse. Like, I, at this point, I would have much more faith in a random lottery search of the phone book where they just picked a person and said, let that person be president. Like, then there's a chance that we would have a decent human being. Here's here's what, I, what bothers me the most. It's not that these are the two people running for office. It's that a third of the American people are actually going to go out and vote for one or the other. I mean, in, in my world, if if... Americans actually had an ounce of intelligence and even a a mediocre ability to think critically that this election would be a one-to-one tie. (laughs) (laughs) Because no one other than those two would vote. No, no, but that's, but this is how they're drumming up the fear though. If you think about like every, how many times do you hear every time? Well, this is the most important election ever. Well, this one's the most important election ever. You know, this one's the most important election ever. I haven't heard that as much this time, actually, um, because maybe it's because I'm not paying as much attention. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because you're not paying as much attention because they're really, Uh, they are saying they're hammering that one that they're hammering that point now more than they ever have been. Well, the funniest thing I find is uh, the, all the Trump supporters saying, well, they're, they're going back to like the original 2014 slogans uh, that none or 2016, rather, uh, none of which that actually were done by Trump, yeah. like drain the swamp, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's it's uh, we've got to drain the swamp. He's had four years, man. The swamp's still full. In fact, it stinks worse than ever. He, you know he what put it with his people in there. HRC for prison. Yeah, dude, uh, it's been four years. She's still a free woman. She's still going to yeah. be. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'll build the wall. It's been four years. We've got eight miles of it. Yeah, it's all the work. You know? It's all the work. I, I hate to go with the wrestling but, term. It's all the work. But the, the, the thing is, is how are the people supporting this? How do they not remember? Because it's like, they drummed, they've, what they had to do this time is they had to drum up the fear even more. They had to turn the fearometer up to 25. Well, I can see why the fearometer is up because, you know, the, the world is a, a very chaotic place right now. Yeah, but, I mean, between protests, the riots, the 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 fear but it's all of a in pandemic. How, but it's all in how you frame it, all though. Right. Look, there's always a pandemic going on. Right. You know, there's always a pandemic. We've had swine flu, bird flu, and, and let's get you into know, that. Name your name your flu. We've Let, had it. Let's get into that. And this is something we've actually been saying for months now, months. Looking at the data is that um, the people who have died from COVID um, are 
almost exclusively have other pre-existing, very serious pre-existing conditions. Yeah, and we're old. Yeah, and uh, of course we're old. The average age is still above eighty of the the for, uh, fatalities of COVID. Uh, so that, that means that means the vast majority of people that died of this were dying anyway. We're, we're, now, don't get me wrong. Now, and here's the thing: look, when you look at these numbers, because you've seen a lot of people going back and forth on these on these numbers, right? Right. Where I understand, like. When you look at the ninety, what is it, ninety four? Ninety four percent had at least one other serious had, comorbidity. The average was two. two the 2. average 6, was six, I think. The average was two, but of of that ninety four percent, all of them had at least one. Most of them had two or more. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you look at that though, was the COVID the trigger on on a lot of those? Probably. Perhaps. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. There's a good there's a good chance that it was the trigger. Right. So you can't but say hang on that a those second. people didn't didn't die of COVID. But if, if you're 80 years old, hypertensive, with uh, late-stage Alzheimer's, can you really say that COVID killed you? I mean, it might have been... It was the straw that broke the camel's it back. It was exactly a worst-case But you can't ignore scenario. the two bales of hay you stuck on the camel beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's the difference. And you have, like, people saying, um, you know, uh, well, I have diabetes and uh, hypertension, and if I get hit by a bus did i get die from you know hi- hypertension and diabetes no it's not the same thing yeah it's not even remotely the same thing you know what i'm saying it just it, look i think that the, the the cdc report what it what it did do which, which was cement what we've been saying for a long time right was it was those people that have those conditions should have sheltered in place yes. and have done things to limit their exposure to it. We've said that since and, day one. And never closed down the economy yes. because you needed the resources in order to help those people if you were going to go down that road. Right. And we didn't do that. We locked everybody down because the thing is this, and this is the dirty little secret that nobody, I don't even say dirty little secret because it's obvious as the nose on your fucking face, is that this disease or this virus was going to work through the population whether you wanted it to or not right it's not trump's fault that it worked through the population he's he's not that fucking powerful no he's not more powerful than a fucking virus it's like saying that the government could do something to stop the fucking flu well that's because they can't yeah that is that is the fatal flaw in thinking is that the people some people think the government can actually solve these problems when you can't solve these problems even when they sold down the lockdowns initially they just sold it as flattening the curve right do they not understand that in the flatten the curve scenario everybody still gets it right like everybody (laughs) still fucking gets yeah it's it's just to and again, it was just to stop overwhelming of the hospitals. System, yeah, exactly. Which never, which never got, happened. Never really got overwhelmed anyway. Right. Like they opened up spare hospitals that, that no one showed up. Right. Like you've been played again. You've been not to say this isn't dangerous because it is, but it was dangerous to certain people. That's it. It wasn't dangerous to the entire population. Well, it was dangerous to some people. I can tell you that everyone has gotten conditioned to wearing masks now, which just infuriates me absolutely infuriates me because they're they're doing something out of overt obedience even though they have no idea why they're doing it and in most i think in a lot of cases most people walking around are thinking this is bullshit but i gotta do it well here's the thing in many of the jobs that you you know jobs that you go to right require it yeah 
uh, places that place you, go, you to. go to requires it. Even yeah, if well, only only for that ten feet that you're walking to your table. <laughs> Which is just fucking or so in like stupid. Walmart, you got to wear it the whole time, right? You know, in certain stores you have to. In restaurants, I had, I had to return something from Amazon, so I had to go into Kohl's uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I just wear a bandana and I I leave it off until someone actually tells says, me to put it something. up. So I'm walking into Kohl's and they got you know a couple of people literally standing at the door to make sure people put their mask on. So I'm carrying this box, big heavy box, right? <laughs> and he's like, uh, sir, uh, we need you to put your mask on. So I hand the guy the box. I said, here, hold this. <laughs> Made him stand there and hold the box while I fiddle with the mask. And again, my, my wife said I wasn't right over that either. So, but you know, no, that was funny. I no, thought, no, that I, was funny. I thought it was funny. That was a know? good time. No, I like that. Um, Your wife's wrong on that one. Yeah. I mean, she might be right overall in the overall point of you not being right in the head, but like that's still that was still worth it to do that. But what I've noticed is there's two things going on right now. Because I walk in a store and generally I'm taking my mask off as soon as it starts to bother me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just pulling it down. If someone gets up close to me or approaches me to talk to me, I'll put it back on out of courtesy. But I've noticed that people don't seem to care whether you're wearing the mask or not anymore. But they do it because they feel like at this point, I think it's become more of a social stigma. You see what I'm saying? We got past the initial government phase. And now it's like it's kind of like the 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 monkeys in the hose. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the monkeys don't know why they're pulling people down off the ladder. They just are. But they just are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's kind of how. Well, hold on. No, no, no. You know, explain that story real quick, just in case people okay. don't know what that is. All right. There was an experiment that does, and I'm probably going to botch this, but I'll give you the basis. There was an experiment that was done where, uh, you know, there was this cage full of monkeys, and uh, there was this one ladder in the middle of the cage. And if, uh, if uh, a monkey started climbing up the ladder, every monkey in the cage would get hosed. Yeah. Okay. They would, they, they would spray him with a hose. And so eventually what would happen is if a monkey started climbing on the ladder, all the other monkeys would be pulling them down because they're like, hey, we don't we don't want to get get hosed. hosed. So what they started doing is they started gradually replacing people or (laughs) monkey. It's people, monkeys, interchangeable. Um, (laughs) And they found that even after they stopped spraying all the monkeys with the hose and even after. There were no monkeys left in the cage because they kept rotating them out that were that were that ever got hosed. All the monkeys still just pulled the the monkey off the ladder because that's how they've always done it. Mm -hmm. You know, that well, that's they they they, people pulled me off. There's got to be a reason for Uh, it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pull them off the ladder. And that's where I think we're going with the whole mask thing. I think it's just going to eventually. Well, you got to wear a mask. Well, why? Well, because you got to wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 but but it's also it's also being used as a hammer on other people. It's used, being used as a as a weapon, right? So I was in Popeyes yesterday. Yesterday, this was fuck yeah, this was yesterday. Yeah. So I was in it's Popeyes been a weird yesterday. Week. Yeah, it has. I was in Popeyes yesterday, and I was waiting to get an order, and there was the guy in the front of the line who started yelling at the other employees at the employees in Popeyes right. for not wearing their masks correctly, right? And was like, well, if I got to wear a mask, you got to wear a mask. Here's the thing. He wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> okay, that's just fucked up. Like, okay. he wasn't wearing, and I, it didn't I even, can't defend it, that guy It didn't even dawn then. on me until, like, he left, and I'm like, hold on a second. Was he not wearing a mask? 
so he was telling. So I assume that one of the employees was wearing it down below their nose, like well, everybody yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Some no, point. no, no, no. Here's the thing: half the people that were in there were not wearing their masks based off of what the right. the, the the correct way to wear a mask is. They're not doing it because right. people don't wear the mask fucking correctly, no matter what. Anyway, right. Which is another reason why this isn't a problem. If people were that fucking scared, then they would wear the mask properly. Like well, if this was an issue, then people would naturally wear the mask properly because if you don't, you could die. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. But since you since you're not going to die because this fucking thing only kills old people with multiple fucking conditions, everybody else is just doing it because they're being told to do it. Right. Right. Fuck. I know. I know. And again, I even think that masks are probably somewhat effective in reducing the spread of a virus. Yes, they are. But it's like it's kind of they yeah, yeah, to some degree. Um but it's like the the whole insanity of it is look, by the same token, okay, when you sit in your car, if you duct taped your entire body to the seat, it would be helpful if you were to get in a crash. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, your entire chest and torso is duct taped to the seat. Yeah. Okay. Probably more effective than a seatbelt. But do you do it every time you get in a car? I don't think it would be more effective than a seatbelt. I don't know. But you, I pulled you that one. do a combination. I totally pulled that one out of my ass. Yes, but you did. see where I'm going with, with that. duct tape. Yeah. You can do all kinds of things that will reduce your risk in life. But some of them are just so fucking stupid and worthless that you don't bother. And also, you don't want to live in a police state. Like, right. The thing about it is this. You have to secure the old age homes, right? Yeah. Do you know how miserable those people are right now? Oh, yeah. Like, that are locked down? I'll guarantee you, if you go to them now and, and took a vote and said, okay, look. We're gonna we're gonna open it back up like we normally would, but there's a chance that somebody could get get it and die in here. Even given the if you gave these old people the option and explain to them the risks and explain to them that look, here's the thing. We're gonna do things to try to be helpful, but at the same time, you know, if something happens, people are gonna die in here. I guarantee you the vote would be probably 70 30 to open it back up. Yeah. And because these people are miserable, well, you know, it's it's actually it's it's hard to say on that because my mother in law, for example, is 84 years old, has no real health conditions, you know, at all. But um, she you can't keep her. She's all over town going everywhere. My mother, by the same, uh, you know, is she's uh, 70. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, 71 now, I think. Um, and uh, she hasn't left her house in six months. I mean, she hasn't gone outside, I don't think, even in six months. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She is in total fear. Here's the thing. Look, if, you, if you're going to be in total fear, I feel bad for that person. Right. But at the same time, then stay in your house. Right. Like, don't lock everybody else in your house because that person's scared. Right. And that's what we've done. But the thing about it is this, though, and let's get back to, let's get back to this. The people that have made the rules that have told you to be afraid are not afraid themselves. No. And the reason right. that you can tell is because Nancy Pelosi went and got her fucking hair done and didn't wear a mask. And then when questioned on it, was mad at the people that were there for setting her up, not mad at herself because she slipped and wasn't wearing a mask when she should have been wearing a mask. They're not afraid of this. No. They're not afraid of this. But they are using your they're using their position of so-called authority over you and are lying to you in order to get you to do what they want you to do, which is just to control you. And they're trying to make the mask the norm because they ultimately want to have that kind of control 
over your population. And the reason why is, why would you let a good crisis like this go to waste? They, they are. Yeah. This is all a work. It is all a work. Yeah, and it really is. Trump's as much as of a part of it as Pelosi's a part of it, as DeSantis is a part of it, as all of the they're all all the people in a position of authority are using this using this um this this pandemic whatever in order to garner power for themselves. They don't give a fuck about you. And the bottom line is Look, 180,000 people dying in a country of 330 million over the course of one year is like a tiny statistical blip. It's not. I mean, don't go it's, it's deaths have gone up. Deaths have gone up sl- very slightly, but very slightly. And it, it's nothing. You know, it's like uh, it, people are going to die. This nobody lives forever. Nobody is actually taking this from the perspective of of a risk reward analysis. Mm-hmm. Nobody. It's like they're making it seem like the risk is exponentially inflated from where it actually is. Yeah. And the reward, I mean, it's like we're, you know. But Adrian, if we could just save one life. It's literally like amputating your foot because you got a hangnail. <laughs> I mean, really? That's right, Stubby. That is absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. It, 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 I, I just don't understand it. And again, it's logic has gone out the window in this country. People, I don't know, maybe people can think critically and they just have just dropped out of it all com- completely and just like, fuck it. I'm just going to focus on my own life. I don't care about any of this shit. I'm just going to do me. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's where the the people who still have the uh, capability of uh, being rational and logical. But I don't know. I I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. No, it's 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 completely crazy. It really is at the end of the day because like okay, so there's a new person that is on Trump's um, council for. Uh, um, uh, the, the 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 coronavirus council or whatever you know okay. the people in Washington. Right now, don't get me wrong. This it, you want to talk about a good thing that Trump did. Putting this guy on the council is absolutely a good thing that the, uh, that you have that is on here because this guy is. Um, oh, hang on, I gotta get I gotta get to the article. I I had the article. I was looking right at it, and then you and then I freaking oh yeah. So he wrote an article. Um, it was a. a a thing on the on the hill. It was back in like March or April. His name was um, Dr. Scott Atlas. Okay. Dr. Scott Atlas is actually in favor of the Sweden model. Right. Which is let everyone get it, but protect those that need to be protected. Right. And other than that, let everybody else get it. Which is pretty much happening now. Finally. Well, it's, it's no, no. There's still tons of places that are locked down, though. Well, yeah, it's, but it's different being in Florida, man. There are states that are completely still locked down. You cannot right. eat in New York in an inside of a restaurant, which right is now. just insane. New York is. <laughs> New York is killing itself. New, New York is committing suicide. No, they are, and so is, they LA, really are. And so is California. Like, yeah, these, they are. Well, and all these places are black market now, where they're just you know they're putting covers on the windows and people are coming in. Side. So I guess in that aspect, <laughs> yeah, I guess I you have a point there. In That's that, awesome. Like it's it, you know everything's going black market, but now everything's going black market. But the problem with everything going black market is, is that when Pelosi gets fucking called out for what she's fucking doing, she's going to go after that place to get that place shut down for right. even the black market. Exactly. Shit that they're doing, which exactly. is bullshit, by the way. Yeah. But so this Scott Atlas guy did do an article, and it was done. Uh, January, February, March, in April, in April of uh, 2020, where it was like the data is in, stop the panic, and in the total isolation. Like again, this guy is a is is taking it from a 
Like his four step process was the overwhelming majority of people who do not have any significant risk of dying or the first fact, the overwhelming majority of people do not have any significant risk of dying from coronavirus. Exactly. Right. Number two, protecting older at risk people eliminates hospital overcrowding. Yep. Fact number three, vital population immunity is prevented by total isolation policies prolonging the problem. Exactly. Uh, four, people are dying because other medical care is not getting done due to hypothetical projections. Mm-hmm. Again, but if you look at the numbers, if the person had it and then died of something else, they're right. adding it to those numbers. Right. Well, and for a time, people were not getting treatment for anything. Yes. You know. Yeah. Because so, they couldn't go to the hospital. Exactly. Number five, we have a clearly defined population at risk who can be protected with targeted measures. Right. Easily. Like, easily. The, and these are the easy... Look, the the two easiest groups to isolate and protect are infants and really old people. Yeah. I, I mean, just, you know, infants are fine because it doesn't affect them. Mm-hmm. You know, really old people, it's not that hard to, you know, care for them. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, and that's that's just common fucking sense and nobody has it. No, it's yeah. well, the people in charge. Are, and again, well, this guy gets attacked. Yeah, exactly. This guy's attacked for saying this. The people in He's charge dangerous. have no motivation to actually follow yeah. the the rational path. But kudos. Here's the thing. And, and to be to be an effort to be fair. Right. Kudos to Trump for putting him on there with with Fauci and fucking bricks. Yeah. Now, so, uh, Scott again, Atlas, he was the head of he was actually the, the head of NIH at some point or something like that. I yeah. mean, he's got excellent. He's got some. Now, here's the thing. He's not an infectious disease expert. So he's not, you know, he's oh, I not thought he was. No, 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 he's not. He's like a, a he, his, his, he's a doctor, but he's a doctor in other things, though. Okay. Right. So, but it doesn't, here's the thing. It doesn't matter in the fact that what he, he's giving you the, the, the data that backs up what he's saying. Right. Because okay. yeah. that part, and again, the CDC report, the 94% report completely backs up exactly what this guy's saying. Well, hang on a second. That CDC report, if you recall... Um, you know, I ran those numbers like what two months ago, three months ago. Yeah, no, that's why I thought it was like an old thing. It, well, it, it, the data was always there, but the media didn't package it that way. I had to go in and like literally create because a spreadsheet we talked about this for a while. We did because I went in and literally created a spreadsheet with all the data, the raw data. The CDC has had this raw data the whole time. Why did they not? Why were they not coming out and saying that? You know, they've had the raw data on the average age. Of the people who have died from coronavirus, and it's still above 80 years old. Yeah. It's still literally the average person who dies from COVID 19 is older than the average life expectancy in the US by two years. <laughs> so if you have, statistically speaking, statistically speaking, if you get COVID, your odds of dying actually decrease. Statistically speaking, because the average age of death for COVID-19 is 80 point, I think it was 80.3 years old. Yeah. The average um, uh, uh, mortality age in the U.S. is 78.6 years old. Yeah. So you get. Like you're playing in a bonus round anyway. It's like, yeah, if you get COVID, you're actually adding almost two years to your life. Here's the thing. My grandmother has not left her house in a a long time. Right. Since this whole thing's gone down. Because my grandmother's in her, you know, in her 90s and she's, you know. She probably doesn't get out much anyway. She probably, yeah, she didn't get, but she used to go out a little bit and now she's not doing it at all. Okay. My mother, on the other hand, is in her 70s and she she goes out a little bit, but she, for the most part, she tries to, you know, stay home and stuff like that. She's not trying to go out and go crazy or anything like that. Right. I'm in my 50s and I'm pretty much a hermit. <laughs> By choice. By choice. Yeah. So, unless I can go out somewhere and get in a fight. 
Well, then, then, then I'm then, then I'm down. Then yeah. You're in, then you're in, yeah. If there's chaos happening, I'm there. I just, you know, we're just all we're we're all being played, and it just seems like we're it, being played every direction, everywhere you look. It's, it's overwhelming, like, and that's what happens. Is you look around, it's like fuck, fuck all this. It just, you know, somebody take a bulldozer to this shit, will you please? Yeah. Uh, because just you, you got to get rid of all of it because it's all just too far gone to to save. You know, there is no salvaging like when we began the show. There is no salvaging that idealistic constitutional republic that you thought once existed. Yeah, there's it's, there's nothing left of it, man. There hasn't been for a long time. And in fact, we're going to go further into how there is no constitutional republic left in our number two. When we talk about minority report happening right here in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, yeah. Pre-crime. Absolutely. One hundred percent. This is such an such unconstitutional bullshit going on speaking of more unconstitutional bullshit uh governor desantis is uh telling us again that if you have if you own property you don't really own it because the government is telling you what you can or cannot do with it so uh that's another thing that's uh, just a shot to the constitution there we'll be talking about that in hour number two and in hour number two we're going to get into how they are going to be replacing cars and the free market is actually the thing that is making it happen. So it's a good thing that the gas engine can go away. We found the technology to make it happen. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the real story on that. But you got to tune in. Hour number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage.